0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: This is the main attraction podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn
0: and Ryan Nelson.
1: Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, and you don't have to convince him to take your $2.5 million to do this podcast, Ryan Nelson.
0: I want to mention to the writers of The Peripheral, I see you, I heard you, you are Roadhouse fans. I heard the. (laughs) I thought you would be taller line, I know what you're saying. I love you for that. <laughs> That's true. I, you know, I did not
1: even make any type of connection with that. So I'm glad that you did. I, sure that did not even cross my mind. So
0: roadhouse lines. I know them by heart. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for them. Uh, if you've been
1: listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fifth episode of prime videos, the peripheral titled. What about Bob? If you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by writing us on spotify and apple podcast leave us a five star rating if you have time write us a review while you're there if you do write us a review on apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record so this is the fifth episode of the peripheral uh we both have been enjoying it. We kind of had some up and down moments with it. Uh, where are you now with after five episodes?
0: So I, I think this may be my favorite episode. despite, despite not having Connor and uh, and uh, oh man, uh, Corbell picking it. I, yeah, I think this was. I think I really enjoyed this episode. The more, the most. I thought it was. It moved quick. What was the length on this one?
1: It was 59 minutes, but you were right about the moving quick, because when it it was over,
0: I was like, whoa, we're done? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it moved quick. I like the new character. I am... I'm going to go ahead and throw this out to our listeners. I'm a huge fan of dingy, bad-looking bowling alleys. Uh, Anytime I see that... Anytime I see that in life when I go to a bowling alley, that's what I want to see. Anytime I see that on screen, I'm a fan. I thought Bob was fantastic. I thought the action scenes were actually really good. Yeah, they were.
1: I thought they were really good
0: too. I'm with you
1: on this. I'm not sure if it's my favorite episode, but it was a it was a really good episode. It it moved very quickly. I watched it twice, and I remember the second time I was thinking, okay, maybe it won't feel like it moves so quickly in the second time I watched it. But yeah, it did. I mean, I looked yeah. up and like all of a sudden we're at the end again. We're we're getting ready to have that that fight between Sharice and Flynn. I was like, oh yeah, this 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 one just moves. It does a really good yeah. job of that. And I think at least this is what I'm hoping anyway. I'm hoping that Jonathan uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy Nolan. I'm hoping that they learned their mistakes from from Westworld and they are learning that okay, so for the first four episodes, we were we're spinning our mystery, we're spinning our mystery, we we're establishing a lot of weird things or kind of keeping people in the dark. They finally start to reveal a few things there at the end of episode four. Now they're revealing. Now it's going to be, all right, let's start pushing towards that end and start revealing more stuff because they're, they don't really, they're not spinning mystery anymore in this one. They're just kind of giving us answers in, in this one. And I thought it worked really, really well.
0: I, I did too. And like you, you know, you were just talking about, you know, we got more backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought that was good. And then here we uh, We have another Serious threat with Bob. Right. Yeah, that I'm assuming he's sticking around for him to have such a big, big part. Yeah, that was. And then go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I, I mean, he kind of disappears, but I, I, I just feel like he's got to be a presence moving forward. He does because they spend a lot of time with him and it felt like this was a
1: really important character in the book. I like I, said, mm-hmm. I have not read it, but it felt like this was a really important character who had a really important arc in the book. I think they want us to think something with those boots when they're taking him away. When after they've, uh, Crash to Tommy Constantine's sheriff's uh, patrol car, and they drag him away. They show us the boots of the person dragging him away. I didn't recognize them. I don't know. If, I don't know that they want us to recognize them at this point, but they may want to. I think they're trying to say, be on the lookout for these boots later on. That's maybe what I'm. I'm guessing that they're trying to do. But they're going to kind of hint at whoever this person is that's dragging him away pay attention to yeah. those boots because I, I don't okay. remember seeing them maybe i'm wrong about that but i don't remember seeing them at it, any
0: point interesting that that you caught that i didn't on the second uh shout out to ned dennehy i thought he was fantastic yeah he Bob. was and i was watching this with my wife uh kim and she was like oh no he's that horrible guy from outlander my wife is an <laughs> outlander aficionado and anytime there's someone like him she immediately tells me so i get to i get to learn stuff too because that that Outlander, blonde spot for me, but, but luckily yeah. she helps me, that I know this guy, and the and I will say, he was a horrible villain in that, too, after she was telling me the plot. so But he was good, man. Dude, yeah. 60-something. He looked like he could pull off. I love... We, we saw this with the old man. Yeah, yeah I was thinking the same in, thing. Um, we've seen this with a 100 Liam Neeson movies. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime a 60-year-old dude that's been out of the game, that right. they break him back, I'm always for especially yeah, when all of a sudden he, he starts just taking everyone out and it That's looks like he looks so comfortable and easy doing that. I really, I really enjoyed the bowling alley scene. Yeah, he, I He looked like an assassin.
1: And what's great about that scene is like when they first introduced us and I realized we're getting ready to spend a whole lot of time with him, I wasn't really sure I was going to like that because it's like, okay, so we're getting away from the main story to spend some time with this guy, but it, it worked well for me. I thought it worked really good because yeah. I'm like I said, I really do believe they're going to do some more with him. If they don't, that might be, I, that will be a mistake in my opinion. They got to do agree. some more with him, but I think getting more backstory, getting more answers because it is now apparent that, uh, Like I said, when we first talked about this this show back when we covered episodes one and two and we saw these haptic things that were in the Mm -hmm. uh, arms of Burton and all of his friends that were in this, I was like – Where I was like, I know that it's only it's ten years in the future, so things could advance, but that that seems like a pretty far advancement for ten years in the future. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, yeah, that is a pretty far advancement because this is coming from the future part, right? And like I said, so this opening scene, which is a really long cold opening, it was a it was really was. I was was sitting there watching, like, wow, we haven't got the credits yet, so we get this really long cold opening scene between Alita West and the person that ends up getting killed in yeah by the bees in episode three grace. yeah yeah episode three trees thank you that was her name uh, no, grace 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 i'm sorry yeah i heard Terese. so yeah. we get her back for a little bit um and like i said i was really surprised by the way that they did this opening cold opening but it worked really well we get information we understand a little bit more about what's going on uh we it seems apparent at this point that Connor. The reason Connor ends up getting his legs and his arm blown off was was that Connor they were showing. It, it, you don't, you can't tell, but that feels like the obvious it, answer. It was an African American, was there. Oh. American soldier that looked like to me. I, could, I couldn't tell. I was trying to. Fig- I was really looking at that the second time I watched. It's it like, okay, so is this? Can I figure out if this is actually Connor? Yeah. And I wasn't one hundred percent positive, but like I said, just in the way that the story is being set up at this point, it, it feels like that has to be Connor.
0: Well. And they show Connor immediately in the trailer for next week. Yes, I thought that was interesting timing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. They show him in the trailer for next week. And apparently they show him reliving the moment that he ends Mm -hmm. up having everything blown off. So, Uh, like I said, so to understand, you know, what, why Burton is feeling the way that he is, why he's going through all this stuff with the haptics, why he's going through the pain. And like I said, it starts to kind of make things come together and start to make things work a little bit more. At least for me, it did anyway.
0: I was to say, you didn't mention, and it's not my line of the week, it may be yours, the cheesiest line of the show. What's that? Where, where Alita turns to uh, Mariel and says, You have beautiful eyes. You oh. have beautiful eyes cuz she's the one whose eyes she takes yeah, at the, Yeah, you you well I
1: didn't mention that cuz you may hear that line later. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, I'm sorry. My bad. That's My right. bad.
1: <laughs> I love that line. Like you're right, yeah, it is cheesy, but I was like I
0: was like, "Uh-huh. I, I get this."
1: Yeah, it, it it was completely cheesy. You're correct about that, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So, uh, but what's great about this is it's it's the most straightforward episode we've had of this show. Yeah. And like I said, yeah you have to start doing that at some point when you're doing a show like this. So, all right, so let's talk about the present now. So after we get this opening, like I said, it's a long cold opening. Uh, it's a really effective cold opening just because of mm-hmm. everything that they're showing us. We get to the present and we are, this is where we learn about, uh, Bob. What's was Bob's last name. I don't remember what Bob's last name was. I
0: don't know. If they even
1: no, they, they said it and I wrote it down, but I can't find it anymore. Uh, Oh, it's not Kennedy, but I can't remember what it is. It's not important, nevertheless. Uh, but Bob is... We get—we are introduced to Bob. He has this package uh, that is in his 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 pseudonym name or his alias that he's using that has that weird punch gun thing. I really don't know what you call that thing, but uh, that's probably yeah. what I'm coming up with. Uh, and she, he gets the call. They were basically trying to get him to pay because they're trying to pay him to kill, the, uh, kill Flynn and Burton because... Uh, they haven't really had any success with Corbell Pickett killing them at this point. So they're trying to get somebody else to do it. And he doesn't really want to do it. He's out of the game. It's like you said earlier, you know, you, you get this old guy who's out of the game and they track him down. Who's apparently lives in Florida and they want him to go do it. And like I said, this, I wasn't really sure how this was going to work, that we were going to get this really deep dive into who this assassin character was, but it did. It worked really, really well. And like I said, extremely well. If we don't get more of him in later on, I'll be really surprised because it, it felt yep. like he was having he's going to have a bigger role as the show goes forward. And I could be wrong about that, but if that's what it and, felt and like. And we
0: got the the daughter backstory too, and then he yeah, had to say goodbye to her. That was a great scene. And then, like I said, man, the the shootout in the in the bowling alley and the shootout on the with, bridge, uh, Bert. Yeah, I mean what a great character to bring on and he delivered and i thought he had a really great scene with tommy
1: yeah he did he had a great scene with tommy where he ends up getting captured by somebody with boots like i, said, I don't really know yeah. who, who this character is but give i will give credit to tommy constantine as well because uh, uh, i thought he did a really good job in because he's kind of been alex hernandez yeah alex hernandez thank you uh he's not had a huge role in this but he's had enough of a role where he's they're they're raising his suspicion more and more each week as everything passes along uh, like I said, it feels like he's not going to live long after once no, he comes. I'm
0: expecting him to die every scene <laughs> that he's on. But he wants to help the he wants to help Burton right. Flynn. He loves yeah. Burton Flynn. Yeah, those are two of his best friends growing up. He wants to help them.
1: Right, he wants to help them, but you know they're not one to let him in. It's understandable because they have yeah. dead bodies out in the back in their backyard, and why yeah. uh, that wouldn't just you know be real easy to you know yeah. th- these these guys came and attacked us, and the reason because you know we uh, have this
0: thing that takes us in the future. And every scene he's in, where I'm like covering one eye, like Tommy's about to get killed. I know it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was going to be the case when
1: he ends up getting his his car slammed by the camouflage car. I thought that was going to be the case, but it ends up not being the case after all. So, Uh, but the like I said, introducing this character Bob into this on great title for the episode. What about Bob? Because that was a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Uh, But bringing him into this it works really well like i said i wasn't really sure about it but it works really well we get the backstory between him and his daughter he has this great conversation where he's talking about apple view insurance or whatever and this kind of their code their code Mm -hmm. words or their or their hidden language that they use to talk to each other about what's happening and you can tell that the daughter is upset about this i thought it was interesting that they actually put the daughter on screen i wasn't really expecting Uh,
0: that i thought the same thing i thought that was interesting that made me feel like we may see her again
1: yeah we might that may very well may be the case because i kind of get the same feeling as well uh but like i said I just like everything that was going on i liked the, i really enjoyed uh what's her name the uh billy ann billy, Park, ann? billy ann uh yeah, played by Evelyn Horn. she was really good in this uh You know, just the banter that she was having with Bob when they were on that bridge was just absolutely fantastic. You know, just the classic. Uh, She expected this man to underestimate her because she's a woman and she just wasn't having any of it. Loved that, all that dialogue between the two of them. All of this worked really, really well. And, you know, it was leading into this. Into, well, let's talk about it real quick because the reason they have that they are having this conversation on this bridge is because Flynn and Burton have the doctor's appointment where they go and they have uh, the CAT scan or the MRI, I'm not sure which one it was, where they are examining her brain. And another thing that they're Kind of starting to play out a little bit is they say that she what's affecting her is she has some type of an infection or something like that in the vision part of her brain and that they also did a they made a point to show us in the previously on segment before this uh, episode started where there was that shot of her with her bloodshot eye the one that yeah looked into yep. the that looked yep. into that uh, God font that they called the that they called this thing at the very beginning. So it seems like they're setting that up where the what's infecting her, what's actually in her brain, is the data and she has it even though she doesn't realize that she has it.
0: Yeah. I thought I I like that. I thought that was and it it keep it keeps going back to the eye. It yeah, keeps it going mm-hmm. back to it.
1: Yeah, like I said, they're doing a better job. They are doing a better job of putting them. Because in the first two episodes, we get that. We get those scenes where she has that thing scanned into her eye. And we don't really get any reference to it until you see that bloodshot eye. And then they really reference it here in this episode, like I said. So they're doing a, they're finally starting to tie some things together here, which helps carry the story along. And this is where Flynn, after having being attacked by, by Bob, and just she and Burton are both getting fed up to this point. And so she decides to try to take things into her own hands. She goes into the future. She jumps into the peripheral, and she has a scene with Wilf. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of Wilf in this episode, uh, yeah. but he's good in the one scene that we have. Yes. Uh, but she kind of confronts him about. She confronts him about the fact that they said they were going to protect her, that they were going to let her know if there was ever going to be attack, and they don't. They this is one that gets by them, and they're not aware of. But she also confronts him about this you know, the haptic drift thing that she kind of experienced back in episode three. And like I said, that was, uh, and Wilf's, I really couldn't figure out what Wilf was. He seemed to be kind of completely unaware of,
0: of any of this. what did you think of that? I thought the same thing, but we never, Wilf is an interesting character in the way, uh, Gary Carr plays him. We, we, he never shows us all his cards. No, so I'm not sure either, but I'm with you. I think he does care about Flint. I think so he does too. Ma- ma- Yeah, maybe he doesn't know, but uh, I, it's still hard to tell with him.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's, it's very hard to tell with him. So I'm not really sure how they're playing all that out at this point. So, uh, but she decides that she wants to have a confrontation with Charisse, and she does. And like I said, this—what do you think of the fight between Charisse and and Flynn? It kind of this—it looked a little—it
0: it looked staged, which obviously it is. But it. it, 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 it it looked stage. It was the worst action. It was a good fight in every other episode except this one.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I think that's. I think that's it. Because I, I was struggling with it, we, but when we had some really good action set pieces earlier, and yeah. you compare it with this one, it just didn't have. That's this, what it just didn't hold up as well. I think you're right about that. I think you're I'm because sure uh,
0: Sh- Cherise the way she moved was very like i wonder if that was her or a uh, stunt double but it looked very like easy like she yeah. knew mm-hmm. exactly like like she was dancing almost mm-hmm. like yeah. how good she was at martial arts or something but like you said with like i was saying earlier with it being where we saw legitimate like uh, I don't know, like assassin fighting. Yes, exactly. You know? And even Billy Ann pulling a shotgun. It's like next one's to the head, old man. Like <laughs> yeah. Even the way she's like fighting and, and then like, you know, Burton and I don't know. It just, it, it did not work well because of how good the action was earlier.
1: Yeah, I think you're right with that. I was having a hard time figuring out why it just didn't work as well for me. And it's, you're right. It's because the other scenes that we had in this were were really good. Look, I thought the, the uh, what everything that started before that between the two, I thought the the banter between the two of them was fantastic Mm -hmm. i thought they were i thought the
0: banter was good and we learned that Shanice has peripherals you may not be killing her
1: yeah you may not so like that was a really nice revelation that we get so they're both in peripherals so there's no stakes in this fight and they don't so like i said anything can kind of go in this but i like the fact that they are you know still pitting the two against each other even if it's not like i said uh even if it's not real at this point It, it right like I said, but the fight itself was a little uh, a little lackluster. Uh, yeah, it was a little lackluster. That's the good word for it. So, uh, But overall, this was a good episode. I enjoyed I, it. I think so, too. I Like I said, it make, gives me a lot more confidence. I started to get more confidence in, in last week's episode. I'm really getting more confidence. And like I said, it's, it makes me feel like Lisa Joy and Christopher Nolan, not Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, have learned some lessons from their Westworld days. And I hope that yeah. is the case. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Go ahead. My only nitpick is, could we have not added Connor for two minutes? Well, that's true. Mean, yeah. I'm not asking too much. <laughs> yeah, true. We got no Connor. We got no corvo Pickett you gave us too much connor early on did, they, did. More. He, yeah.
1: they did so maybe maybe with what they're teasing us for next week maybe we'll get quite a bit more of him yeah, uh, it, yeah. so and based on the title of next week's episode that kind of
0: feels obvious so. yeah, i was gonna say the title it feels very connery
1: <laughs> it really does so if you want to go look it up go look on imdb and they have the titles for all the episodes listed you can see what we're talking about because it's not real family friendly right now so no 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 uh this is just a really straightforward episode. I, I think we kind of covered everything, even though this is kind of... I, I,
0: th- I think so, too.
1: So, all right. So, let's go ahead and get to our weekly awards then. And up first for our weekly awards, we have the Tyrion Lannister. Who's
0: your Tyrion Lannister for this week? I'm going Ned Dennehy as Bob, man. Yeah. He came <laughs> in literally guns blazing. Yeah, he's he I great. He's great. I didn't know what was going to happen in that bowling alley. Even though I was like, "Are we about to get him killing everyone in there?" I was like, "Oh, we yeah, we are. are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we are." <laughs> you, you were correct, with that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think he comes in and he steals the show for this one for this one week. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with the character. I don't know how mm-hmm. involved he's going to be for the rest of it. But he was really good in this one in this one episode. Anyway,
0: and, and shout out that scene with him and Tommy in the car because he's like, "Hey, buddy, I'll give you. I'll, we'll split this money, and you'll live. If not, you're going to die. Right? You're going to die right along with me." So. Uh, next is the Agatha all along the
1: best scene of the week. What'd you go with here?
0: I'm going the uh, I'm going co here, man. It's hard to pick between the shootout and the bowling alley and, and the, the shootout bridge. on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could go either one. I love them both.
1: Yeah, I think you're right about that because I was
0: I was struggling to pick between the two. So let's just go with both of them because they were both yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. They were both really good, especially because right. we've kind of complained a little bit that some of the action has not been as great in this show. You're right. We have complained about that. Uh, uh, yes. yeah.
1: And this one, though, that was not the case this, this week. So, yeah. Next is the If You Come to the King, You Best Not Miss the Best Line of the Week. So what'd you go with?
0: Well, I, I'm assuming everyone thinks I'm going with the Roadhouse line. and uh, You'd be wrong! That's why I mentioned <laughs> it at first. I I, re- I thought uh, uh, Bob had a good line of and this is my motto as well. I save the insults for friends and families. <laughs> that was a good one too uh but yeah uh, as
1: i kind of already hinted at mine was that line from alita at the end of the cold opening where she said excuse me i just want to say you have the most extraordinary eyes seriously i'd kill for eyes like that yeah i'd kill for (laughs) eyes like that yeah that was fantastic i was like oh that's great that's just fantastic it it is 100 percent corny but i loved it absolutely it was
0: was good she delivered it well alita west uh what is that actress's
1: name she does a good job i had it pulled up let me pull, find her again uh, charlotte, charlotte riley. riley yeah charlotte riley very good all right uh so we do rate, have a five tier rating system this is not our final rating for the for it's not the rating for this episode but it's the rating for the show overall up until this point at the top of the list is the game of thrones beneath game of thrones the lost middle of the road for us is a friends beneath friends is full house and the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. uh we both were at lost last week are you staying there
0: I'm staying there. This was the first episode that I felt like was a real loss. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I thought this, I, I went ahead and I pushed it up to a loss. I really
1: didn't think it was a loss yet, but I had a little bit more hope for this show after last week. And this show really inspired a lot more confidence. and I really do feel like the show is truly a loss. It's not a great show. It's not one of the all timers, but it's still just a really good solid show. It's a fun show. I look forward. I'm, I'm looking more forward to next week's episode than I have any other episode at this point yeah all right here on the main attraction podcast we also like to recommend things for our listeners in this episode so what are some things you would like to i'm sorry we're not doing recommendations now we're doing things that we're looking forward to so what are some things you're looking forward to
0: well i want to wish a happy yellowstone uh premiere day (laughs) for all those who who are partake today is the god is it season five of yellowstone yeah yes so i'm excited about that uh before you ask, Justin tried to watch I Yellowstone. Did. He couldn't get into it. And I will not let him come on this and badmouth Yellowstone <laughs> and have millions come after us. We will not let that happen. I love Yellowstone. If you want to chat about Yellowstone, hit me up on Twitter, RyanNel76. I love it. It's cheesy. It's fantastic. They're great characters. I'm looking forward to that. But also, Taylor Sheraton dropped another show on Paramount+. The Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone as a former mobster right. who just got out of prison and gets dropped in Tulsa for some reason, which I believe we find out. Yes, please. That, that <laughs> plot alone, yeah. I'm in. So, big week for Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, I,
1: look, I'm not a huge Taylor Sheridan fan. I'm not really necessarily a gangster fan as well, but for some reason, this looks great to me. And I, it's one of my recommendations. One of the things I'm looking forward to as well is the Tulsa King. I, I can't wait to watch it. I, I've got a lot of stuff I've got to watch, but... Uh, I can't wait to watch this one. I, I've heard good things about it from the yeah, limited it that it, yeah. it started tonight as we're recording this, yeah. but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to, yeah. to see it. Uh, I'm right there with you on that in terms of looking forward to it.
0: My, yeah, other, I, I, I got one more. Oh, you got one more? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I briefly mentioned this in our Wakanda Forever they are making a Fall Guy movie yes, that mm-hmm. comes out. Uh, it doesn't come out in 2024, unfortunately, but it's directed by David Leitch, who directed John Wick in, in one of the Deadpool movies. stars Ryan Gosling as the Fall Guy. Winston Duke is his, uh, the guy, or his partner on the team. Pierce, um, Emily Blunt is his romantic uh, partner. And uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson appears to be the bad guy. So I would have never thought the fall guy would get remade. Right. And uh, I'm shocked by this cast and the director. So it, it should be interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. When did you say that coming out? 2024. Oh, 2024. The, the okay. okay, 2024. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. okay.
1: Uh, all right. I've got two. Like I said, I did the Tulsa King. That was one of them. Actually, there's one I want to add. Uh, I saw a preview for this earlier and then I kind of forgot they were doing it. Look, I know a lot of people, the Christmas story is a Christmas movie that some people love and some people
0: hate. I love it. I think it's L- fantastic. Love it. I'm love glad that we're both it. on the same page on that. And That's I cool. have two fingers there in the middle for anyone who hates it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are, they, they, I think it's the best Christmas movie. I love it. I th- think it's fantastic. Uh,
1: I will. Say, they're doing uh, HBO Max on uh, November 17th, which is Thursday, I think. I think it's Thursday, November seventeenth. Yeah, that's Thursday. They are releasing like a new, like a sequel to it with like as many of the original characters as they can because yeah. some of them have died. Uh, but they're bringing them back. And it's got like the original guy who played uh, Ralphie. Ralphie. It's got it's got all the originals. I, I can't wait to see that. I don't know what Peter it's, Billingsley, yeah, is Peter Billingsley Ralphie. playing him. Can't wait to see that. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I can't wait to see yeah. it. So
0: we will miss the father because he was. Yeah, an he all-timer. was. Oh, yeah, he was all timer but uh, i love it anytime like, people bad mouth and i'm just like what are you watching i know How it's it's great i, I it's just don't fantastic. get it either I, I don't get it either so and i'm gonna say it it's as good as christmas vacation i'm saying it I, I, and I i'm love with christmas you I, I put are right there together i do too i love it too so peter I, billingsley is also in another underrated he's a producer Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, that's a very good, good as one well. That's a good one too. So, uh,
1: something else I'm looking forward to. Look, this is kind of a guilty pleasure. Uh, I, I watched it when the first season came on on Netflix in 2020. Uh, it's the Warrior Nun. I don't know if you saw it. It is. No, it, it is. But a, I like the title. It is a weird, crazy show. I mean, it's literally about this convent of nuns who like are like the, had no martial arts and all this type of stuff. And like, there's this one like this. They select like one of the nuns who gets a uh, like a halo from an angel of, uh, like placed into their back, and they whenever that that nun dies, they have to pass it on to somebody else, and the the halo gets put into somebody who's actually not a nun, and it like brings her back to life. It is a weird, weird
0: story. It is off the wall,
1: uh, but uh, like I said, it is it's just fun. It is
0: absolutely fun. I, I, As someone who actually went to Catholic school with nuns, I should check this out because some of them were mean enough to be assassins. <laughs> <laughs> you might be you might be
1: onto something there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's look. It's got issues. I'm not going to lie to you about that, but it is an absolutely fun show. I uh, have to
0: check it out. Man. The,
1: the second season started, I think Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but uh, I, I really enjoyed the first season a lot more than I thought I would. I put it on. Well, I put it on one day because I just needed something to watch when I was when I could actually still run on a treadmill. I can't do that anymore. Uh, but I will just put it on while I was running the treadmill. I was like, oh man, this is actually really good. I'm enjoying this. So uh, that's the Warrior Nun. If you're looking for something, it's their Season second season is uh, out on Netflix. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to start watching it so
0: so just looking at the cast i don't recognize some of the nuns but all the men have been the villains in every movie Mm -hmm. i've ever like there's one guy from taken i see one guy i think from the john wick movies yeah yeah it's got a lot of really good male villains in this
1: so yeah all right uh i guess that kind of wraps us up for this week anything or at least for this episode anything else you want to add before we head off
0: Just appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time.
1: I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.